Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the very first episode of Minion Talks. I've got my first guest here, Jay. Jane, how are you doing? Hi, I'm, I'm actually really good. How are you? I'm, I'm excited. This is the first ever episode I'll be doing with a guest. Like, oh my God. <laughs> and is, I'm actually um, very happy to be the first guest. I know, like, it's, it's such a crazy concept that I just decided. It's not something I, like decided to come up with overnight but you know I'm excited that you're the first guest too I'm happy to be doing this finally you know I've always wanted to do like a little podcast thing as I explained in my first like pilot episode so this is nice yeah yeah the same yeah I totally understand so yeah in fact we're gonna do our podcast also Mm -hmm. I mean another one next week so oh yeah of course you're doing your very own one as well yeah yeah yeah. I'll make sure I'll make sure to tell everybody in the episode description and everything how to access you're gonna be my first guest i'm looking forward to that that's gonna be amazing all right let's um let's talk about you for those who don't know who you are um uh so i i've known jane for uh years now actually she's she's my best friend we used to go to uni together in prague and um yeah do you want to do you want to tell people a bit more about yourself before we dive in Oh, okay. Well, I'm Jane. Well, actually, mm-hmm. it's not my real name. <laughs> I actually, it's, it's kind of like a, a American version of my name because my real name is really hard to pronounce. So I just came up with this one. Because, mm-hmm. uh, well, my real name is Zhenya, but, well, I literally don't like when people say Zhenya and it's not like <laughs> it's inappropriate <laughs> for me. It sounds really crazy. Uh, I'm from Belarus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm 23 and I just graduated from AU. Yes, congrats on that, by my... the way. Thank so you good. so much. I so finally, good. after actually, you know what? It's been like, God, it's been like five years. Because at the exact same time, five years ago, mm-hmm. it was my first semester at AU. Yeah, so, um, and I just like graduated, but I'm, I'm back home. I'm in Belarus and I'm stuck here <laughs> because of Corona. Well, as everyone knows, so, um, and yeah, what else I, I can tell about myself? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's, actually, like, you know it's actually, it's always a hard, uh, a hard question for me. Like when someone's like, what, well, can you tell me about yourself? I'm like, well, mm, Cause you can, I'm you can, from, you can talk from... about a hundred things. Right. And you just don't know yeah. which one to pick. <laughs> yeah. I get that. Exactly. Yes. That's like whenever people ask me, like, tell us a bit about yourself. I'm like, uh, uh, I, I go to uni. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> I always just exactly. freeze out. And yeah. <laughs> but yeah, going, and- going, going back to AAU, do you remember how we both met the first time? Okay, it's kind of a little bit blurry, but I guess it was at the party at AAU. Yeah, And actually it was. the first... <laughs> yeah, the first one, uh, I mean, I, I think it was Ben, right? Because I met him first, and then I met you because of him. Yeah, so like my version of the story is I think, no, I'm pretty sure I was DJing that night at that party. What was it five, four or five years ago? And yeah, I remember you meeting Ben at the same time, roughly. And oh, for those who don't know, Ben's my cousin who also came uh, to Prague to go to the same uni that I did, which which is pretty amazing. 
Um, but more more on him at another time. Uh, yeah. So I did I meet you through Ben or? Yes, I guess so because I met him uh, during the orientation day, I guess. Mm. So and then we we had uh, sociology together, and I do remember when we went out sometimes, <laughs> and also. And then we went to this um, AU party, and uh, and yeah, I guess I met you through him. So yeah, it was something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's bringing back so many memories now. That's amazing. Honestly. Yeah, <laughs> it was really good. Oh, actually, you know what? I just remember we were kind of like standing in front of the entrance of the um cafe de taxis yeah I, I remember and that yeah we were like drinking and and yeah and i guess yeah that's how we that's how we met that's how it all began this this crazy crazy friendship <laughs> it was yeah it is it is really crazy <laughs> i mean i i just can't believe all this time has gone by you know if it's been it's been basically five years already hasn't it like that, that's crazy to me honestly Yes, exactly. It's like mini anniversary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But still, I mean, I had the best, I would say, first two years of, uh, of uni because of you and others. And when you guys graduated, I mean, everything became like, really bad and <laughs> different I, and it was it was actually everything became boring you know mm. it was not the same at AAU so yeah and I missed this time so yeah a lot of people like tell me like especially those who still had a couple of years or a few semesters to go after I graduated that you know it just didn't feel the same because basically 70% of the people that we knew graduated alongside me. So it's, that must have been a really weird, weird transition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's not like this anymore. And I kind of like, I just realized a couple of days ago that this uni life, student life is over. And I was so sad because of this. I was about to cry. I was like, Jesus, it was actually the best time of my life i guess yeah like it's all all those you know memories of being a student and now you're being thrown into the real world it's it's it sucks doesn't it like oh <laughs> now was, you're an adult yeah officially <laughs> officially yeah and you have to work and work and work and that's it <laughs> what are like what would you say were three of your top favorite memories of being at Anglo-American it doesn't have to be like from an academic side it could be anything really like when you think of the uni what are the top three things you know I guess it was the first AU party the first AU ball and was that uh, was that was that the one in 2017 in 2016 or Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. What am I talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Is that? Yeah. Was that when we brought everybody back to my flat at the time for a massive yes. house party? <laughs> yes, I was actually. You know, I was about to say the first uh, this massive 
party house, you know? Yeah. But, and then I just realized that it was, yeah, after the ball. But yeah, and the third one, I guess, the first barbecue party. I mean, all those first parties, I guess, are the best ones, are the best memories because I, I got to meet a lot of people, a lot mm-hmm. of people, and I, I, I had a lot of fun, and it was actually really good. <laughs> and you know what? Like, um, uh, in the end, like, uh, of the last year or actually it was uh actually it was last spring before the corona mm. and uh, i do remember we uh, irene and i um she's my well she's my best friend and well ray also knows her mm-hmm. <laughs> she's a really good uh she's a really good one so and i used to meet a lot of people and <laughs> a very funny thing when i meet new people I can literally forget them. Like I can like forget their names. And I, I, I would like, you know, I would just pass by them mm-hmm. I, and I would be like, I know this guy or I know this girl, <laughs> but I do not remember his or her name. But anyway, I will say hi. I always, even though I do not remember their names, but I always say hi. Yeah. And Irene was like, she, she always was like, how do you know all these people? Why I always say hi to these people? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I just know them. I don't know like, from where I know them. And actually, that, that's my problem. I'm bad at names. I'm bad at names, literally. <laughs> uh, I remember being like that at some point as well. Like, it's always easy to remember a face, but then you're just, you know, you spend yes. minutes, if not hours, trying to figure out. And then you try and play a little game if you have to talk to them. And get them to spell exactly. their name. That, that's what I do usually. It's like, how do you spell your name again? And then we're like, oh yeah, Alex, oh, I remember you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's actually a good one. Oh yeah. Jesus. Okay. But yeah, actually it was a little bit embarrassing sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, you are um okay. <laughs> that's uh so yeah, I guess uh but yeah, these like three best memories that I had. Mm-hmm. And I do remember like after like a couple of years, even like my last, uh, the last uh, uh, AU ball was actually really boring. Like with every single year, AU ball was becoming like boring. And those AU parties also, they like, they became so boring, as I said, because all of you guys graduated and it was not the same. So do you also think apart from the fact that most of the students you didn't you know all your friends they basically weren't there but what do you think the student council basically just you know stopped caring Stop well I guess mm, they well it, it's not that like like stop caring I think they're not so like I would say friendly you know, oh, because it's kind of like it, it, it has changed. And those people that are in student council right now, they're like, yeah, maybe it seems like they're like friendly, but it's not like they want to know everyone and become friends with everyone and be friendly with everyone. But they just do their job. But student council surely their job as the council is to get to know the people they have to work for like that makes no sense to me 
Yeah, but I think it's kind of like they pretend mostly because I think when uh, I don't know, like, because I, I do remember you were in student council, and I mean, you've done a lot of work and you kind of like gathered a lot of people around, you know, and it was yeah. actually really good. And it's not like this anymore at all. Wow. Okay. I think they're just like doing their basic job and that's it. But they don't do this like the most huge and important part of their job. So that's insane. Well, like yeah. when, when I was working on the council, my job was to advertise and everything and help the um the head of the council and everything, you know, uh advertise everything on social media, help organize events and all that stuff. And, you know, I made it my job to make sure that I understood who my audience was. And I knew because because AAU is so small. You know, I, I knew yeah. quite a, I knew a lot of people quite closely and I knew majority of the students names and all that stuff. And, you know, I just made it a habit like it, it came naturally to me, really, to go out and meet people, yeah. tell them about events, get ideas for advertising and stuff from people, you know, get feedback, take them back for council meetings and all that. So hearing that the new council is not really doing that's a bit, bit weird. That makes me a bit sad. Well, I think because what you actually, what you did differently, you also gather a lot of people like at your house and you just did this parties, you know, not only like, you, did, you didn't do only this kind of job at AAU, like something that is connected only with AAU, but you also did everything outside, I guess, of AAU. Right, so right. that's how you kind of like, created this different i mean this community you know and it was mm. actually really um it was all it was always so much fun and everyone everyone just got to know each other and everyone were like I'm so friendly and it was it was actually pretty good i'm honestly it was still really good. very proud about that honestly <laughs> yeah I mean, I keep I keep saying that, like, you know, I'm a massive people person. I mean, I really am. I'm an extrovert, like, you know, to the T. Like, if I don't, I get energy from being around loads of people all the time. So, you know, there was, it came, yeah, as I said before, it was just totally natural for me to get people together in a room and, you know, just yeah. do crazy stuff <laughs> together. <laughs> God, Prague was, Prague was is, is crazy. But let's, let's not focus on me. Let's go back to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, so yeah, like your experience at the uni overall, what would you like, what would you say? You know, I mean, you had really good memories overall. Yeah, I do. Well, the experiences, oh, I guess I literally realized, and I mean, the uni like helped me to realize that I'm so into like meeting new people. Cause before uni, mm. I was so shy. I was like literally shy person. I, I was friendly, but I was kind of like, when I was around new people, I wasn't like so communicative and I was you know mostly like shy and I, 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 I wouldn't like talk and, and so on but I think like meeting new people at AAU and all those parties of course that's how well that, that's where you can 
meet everyone, right? So, I mean, it kind of like helped me to be more open, you know, and more communicative. So, like a confidence and, booster. Yes, exactly. Right. And I think um, uni has helped me to, yeah, become like more, more confident. And I found out that I like, I literally love, I literally love meeting new people and get to know like everyone. Mm-hmm. So I just became super talkative. <laughs> and, <that's it. laughs> uh, and yeah, and um, maybe I became more organized with uni because, well, it's uni. Um, and what else? But yeah, I guess the whole experience just brought really great people into my life. And yeah, yeah, it definitely it definitely did for me as well. You know, obviously there were downsides too sometimes, but overall it was such a great time, mostly because yeah. I was around amazing people, you know, so it was great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And also, like, I'm really grateful like, that I've met a lot of people that I, I had to, like, I had this experience living abroad, you know, Mm. and also like as i said meeting new people from different countries and learning some different cultures and you know some something new it was actually it was always good it was yeah i yeah, think it's the it's, best thing it's a different nationality you know all the time when you're meeting new people especially at the uni because it's an english-speaking one in a country yeah. where English isn't the first language, so that was a bit bit of a throw, like a throw into the dark for me. But it was amazing, honestly. Um, yes. But going back to earlier, speaking of downsides, you know, I wasn't there when all that stuff uh, with the nostrification happened. Uh, you, wait, what, what what exactly happened? Because I, I don't really understand it. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> if I'm allowed to say this whole information. Ooh. Well, I'm not a AAU student anymore, but it's kind of like, you know, it's uh, shady information, I would say. Um, but anyway, I'm so frustrated about this and I'm so pissed about this because I'm not going to get uh, check accreditation anymore, mm. which I was supposed to. Um, yeah, which I was supposed to get. but. Um, so yeah, basically, as I understood, this whole thing with the nostrification is like uh, AAU um, was accepting like new student uh, without nostrification for many years. Okay. So they practically, they've been lying, you know, uh, mm-hmm. they've been trying to hide like this kind of, that students needed this kind of document, you know. Uh, so, and yeah, and I think something has happened and, uh, I don't know, maybe it was after, actually, it actually happened, uh, after the Corona and, uh, and AAU just said that, okay, guys, all of you missing the same document, which is nostrification, cause you mm. had to have it when you were applying for AAU. So yeah, now you had to do that. I mean, you just have to. You just have to have this nostrification. You just have to pass 
like couple of exams in Czech language, which is like literally crazy. Oh. And um, yeah, and I think why they've been hiding this is because if they if they told like everyone, for example, I mean especially Americans, that you had to have the nostrification and for the nostrification you had to pass exams in Czech language. Mm-hmm. I mean, they wouldn't they wouldn't apply for AU, right? Because I mean who who would want to actually pass the exams in the language that you actually have never learned which is Uh crazy and you also have to pay a lot of money for that so i think yeah they didn't um they didn't like tell about nostrification because of this kind of thing i mean it's kind of it's obvious right so yeah when they started asking about this uh, missing document uh even like us, you know, like graduating students when we were in the middle of our thesis and we just literally didn't have time to prepare for uh, the nostrification. But anyway, I just uh, personally, I realized that I'm not going to do that. And it's the problem of AAU and I'm fine with only American accreditation. Um, and I, I wanted to graduate earlier. Uh, in February, because in Mm -hmm. fact, some of the students who were supposed to graduate in February, and because of the nostrification, now they will graduate only in June, because they had to uh, pass these exams in March, they had to prepare for exams, and I mean, they wouldn't have time, you know, for thesis and for the the nostrification. So, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, it's been crazy. And, um, yeah, and it was a really, I mean, big deal, like, last year Mm -hmm. when this all started. And now, I guess, like, everyone just got used to it and everyone just accepted it. And they were like, okay, we're just going to do that and that's it. And I Mm -hmm. do also know that some of the students, they just, um, I think they transferred to other unis because of that. That doesn't so surprise. Like that doesn't surprise me, honestly. Yeah, exactly. So I think this is, I mean, this is a huge mess up. And um, do you, I don't do you, know. Do you know if they're still like facing sort of administrative problems now? Because I used to like follow a lot about AAU current affairs, but you know, just stopped at a point when all I started to hear was just negative negative press yeah. <laughs> but well, um, I'm pretty sure that administration um doesn't do it, its work like I mean they people there they literally do not work properly and they don't don't do their work because uh, first of all when this whole mystification thing just came up and uh I mean, students, a lot of students, they were like furious. They were like so angry about that. They were trying to uh, contact administration to, you know, to find out more or like, you know, to, to write the petition and, you know, to blame uni. But I think they never apologized properly. And they were like, mm. 
I know. Actually, I don't remember their excuse, but um, it's not like they apologized. But they like said that okay, we're gonna pay for your nostrification documents for the translation, and I mean for the nostrification itself, we're gonna help you, and we're gonna pay for that. So they promised this to students uh because it wasn't also a big deal about like you know this whole nostrification process that it takes a lot of time mm -hmm. and that it postpones your thesis uh but it also was a huge deal about the money because it's very expensive as uh, my friend paid for this i mm -hmm. think eleven thousand check crowns oh which is like yeah um because you also if you don't know the language, you you also have to pay for the translator. So what, what is eleven thousand Czech grounds? Let me just do a quick conversion uh, to US dollars. But that's like five hundred and seven dollars. Jesus. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's like everything. I mean the translation of your documents, the exams, uh, the translator, like. Yeah, everything everything costs like eleven thousand uh, or like twelve thousand check rounds. So and yeah, and basically, what uni did, <laughs> I mean, they only paid like three thousand check rounds. They're like, okay, we're gonna give you only three thousand when they promise to pay for everything for each student. Huh. So, yeah. But anyway, uh, a lot of students, they like don't have a choice. Um, so they like doing it still. Yeah. But I'm not going to do that. I was like, I don't want to deal with this. It's not my problem. Yeah. Because Especially I'm graduating. Like that, yeah. Yes. Some, something like that should be taken care of by the uni. That's insane. Yeah, exactly. Well. Maybe it's a blessing in disguise graduating three years ago. <laughs> uh, yeah. oh, wait. oh, wait, actually, it's 2021. I keep I need to keep telling myself that it's a new year because I'm still stuck in 2020. Exactly. It, I've, this thing. I've, I've been in lockdown for so long. I've lost all concept of time. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah, graduated four years ago. My gosh. Huh. Oh, yeah, time flies so fast. And they also, I remember reading an article as well, or somebody, maybe it was a post I read on Instagram about like a really upset student who found out that the fees were being increased, but the uni didn't tell anyone. Yeah, everyone got so pissed, especially also like me, because I, well, I was paying, um, I guess, if we're talking about the class, I was paying like 12,000 check crowns per class, like every single year, even though when they increased like uh, the price, but mm -hmm. as uh, I paid like 12,000 check crowns because it was in my contract that I'm gonna pay this kind of amount till I graduate. However, oh. they changed everything and they even changed the prices um, for like, students uh i don't know that um for us you know like the old ones i would say right mm -hmm. uh because when they like uh, increase the price it always applies to uh the new students so yes i paid 
literally kind of like a lot for the last year mm. um semester so yeah it was crazy and i don't know why they actually increased the price because um after corona we just started like studying online yeah i think i think that's why of, i think that's yes, why everyone that got frustrated no yeah i mean but yeah. that yeah everyone got frustrated because of this because a lot of unis a lot of unis they just um they kind of like you know when you just start studying online you don't have to pay so much for this because it's online mm. right so a lot, I've just heard like a lot of unis, even in, in Prague, they like, um, they started to uh, kind of like decrease in the price and uh, to kind of like, you know, return the money to students because mm. I mean, it's online and you paying too much for that, which, it, which doesn't make any sense. So I don't know yeah. why they, you basically <laughs> yeah a, a lot of people argue that because of coronavirus obviously so no one could physically go to campus the same thing you know happened here loads of students you know there were even stories of strikes happening you know because the unis were still charging an exorbitant amount of money even though the students weren't physically going to campus and they were basically doing all their lectures on zoom or whatever the case may be so you know it, it made a lot of people angry in some unis as well, like tried to increase the fees from what I've read in the past. So, but the thing yeah. I don't get, the thing I don't get is apart from that, how they just wouldn't tell the students in advance that this was going to happen. I think that makes no sense to me. Well, uh, as they, as they told us, they were like, well, we just decided to do it like now, <laughs> but I guess there was a um, there was a document that they sent to us, which said that they were um, about to do that even like three or four months before they increased mm -hmm. the price. So I guess I don't know why they were hiding that. I don't know, and I don't know why they didn't tell us. And their excuse was like, "Well, it's Corona." You know, mm. we had we had to do something. You know, I know. Of course, they lost a lot a lot of money because of this, but because uh, they're not gonna they they didn't have students coming from abroad. You know. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. So, like my conclusion, maybe I shouldn't say that, but my conclusion of AAU is that now um i know maybe it's really bad to say that but i wouldn't recommend aau <laughs> now i mean Ooh. but if it was like three years ago i was like yeah it's literally a good uni i mean just just go for it just apply but i mean with this kind of administration that they have now and yeah. that the president of aau always it's like always changing you know I did notice that, yeah. Every single, not even every single year, but every six months. And because I think, why, why they keep changing them? Because I think every time when a new president comes, 
he realizes that everything is so fucked up and mm. he leaves because everything is literally so messed up right now in AU. So I would not recommend it right now because um, they just, you know, trying to get a lot of money from, uh, from, from people and, and that's it. Yeah, and they students still aren't allowed to physically be on campus, right? I don't know what the laws are like with lockdown and everything in the Czech Republic right now. Actually, it got even worse. As my friend told me that it got, it's getting even worse and mm. they will literally close everything, I guess, by the Easter. Okay. So, yeah, everyone... Everyone's leaving Czech Republic. We're trying to so. anyway. Yeah, one of my my one of my uh, flatmates uh, is in Prague right now. She's actually from Prague, but yeah, she was supposed to come back in the beginning of Jan, but <laughs> still there, you know, because the lockdown laws here as well. Um, international travel isn't really allowed, and we've still got quite uh, the rules here are going to be quite strict until at least. The end of March when they start to relax things, but yeah. yeah. Speaking of lockdown in general and COVID, how's it been for you? Like, because it's been hell for me. <laughs> it's not been hell for me for sure because maybe as everyone knows, or maybe every, I mean, I think a lot of people heard about the situation in Belarus. I mean, regarding the COVID. So, <laughs> I mean, in the beginning. I even did the article about that and um, I don't know how to call him because I don't think he's our president, but anyway, he is the president. Anyway, Lukashenko, like in the beginning said that we do not have coronavirus. So um, because you don't see it flying around, so it's not there. So yeah, um, basically oh. everything is open. Mm -hmm. And the thing that maybe the only thing that has changed is that people just started wearing masks and uh, keep like the social distance a bit. But that's it. Nothing, nothing like, nothing is, I mean, a lot of like cafes, bars, restaurants, everything is open. Like, uh, I guess even like nightclubs everything is open and uh people like leave their lives hmm. as they used to and, and that's it so belarus never fully had any form of lockdown whatsoever well i guess he closed uh the borders um but the country essentially kept everything open yeah, but he like closed the borders a couple of uh, months ago. But it, well, he said that it was because of Corona, but it wasn't because of Corona. Obviously, it was because of other things that's been happening in Belarus. Uh, but yeah, but he never wanted to close the borders and do the lockdown. And so, yeah, basically, we've never had it. Honestly, for someone like me who's been in lockdown for nearly one whole year you know apart from the summer where we opened up the country for i think it was a month and then in for a couple of weeks in november we've basically been in lockdown this entire time <laughs> which 
that's just, crazy. Yeah, it's been mad because I'm, you know, you hear from other countries, and people are like, oh yeah, we don't have COVID here. Like Fiji, for example, it's gone without a case for over what was it, over two hundred days or something. Even though the the borders are closed in Fiji, you know, everything is open, you know, and people are mm. running their lives as normal. Uh, yeah. So that that's kind of that's kind of you know a crazy thing for me to think about. You know, but uh, however, we still like have a lot of companies that went um, that went like working online, and mm. they like a lot of even my dad. He works from home, like, and it's been it's been almost a year. I mean, it's still like, and, and a lot of people also lost their jobs and uh, it's still like pretty hard to find a job. I mean, yeah, what yeah. I was, what I was saying that everything is open. I was saying that like, I met like, you know, like cafes and bars and so on, but still um, like a lot of, a lot of companies, they're like not working like properly right now. And uh, and a lot of people also because of COVID, they lost their jobs. Yeah, but still, same, same here. Is, yeah. And it's really hard to find a job right now um, because a lot of people, a lot of people applying for one place, you know, like a lot of people. And um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's especially hard in the UK as well, you know, because I don't, until... I mean, tourism is a big thing here as well, but people are being literally forced to stay at home, you know? So unless you've yeah. actually got, and you know, there are a lot of jobs out there that you can't necessarily work from home. You have to be in an office or in a physical setting. So unemployment has like spiked up to an like crazy amount. And, you know, I mean, it's not just the UK, it's every other any other country in the world with some form of lockdown or another. Yeah, it's just it's yeah. sad but you know a lot of people argue that doing a lockdown doesn't really make sense i remember when the virus started becoming like a major thing uh, there were talks of you know boris johnson our prime minister just you know implementing the sort of herd mentality policy where it doesn't lock down the country or anything it's just basically following i think it was what sweden did and, you know, just let everybody catch the virus and develop naturally to, and like an immune response to it. Like, that's crazy to me. <laughs> like, yeah, that it is. I don't, I can't imagine what that would, would have been like. But then recently as well, um, you know, there were a number of vaccines rolling out, which is good. I think, if I'm not mistaken, we've vaccinated over 15 million people already in the UK and you know vaccines are being produced and sent shipped all over the world now so I think this year this year will definitely you know I, I hope get back to normal by, by the summer at least we'll see we'll while well, talking about vaccines we have a lot of them coming uh, from Russia which is I wouldn't say that it's really good right especially Russian vaccine is I would not trust it. You know what? That's for sure. Yeah. Do you know what's really funny? I don't. Maybe it's just the West. Uh, I don't know. Like I'm putting 
like the quotation fingers up. Maybe it's just a Western thing, but I haven't heard much in the news at all about any form of Russian vaccines. Like, I don't think I've seen anything in the BBC or the Guardian or anything. I'm sure if I search on Russia today, it'll be all over the fucking front page. But yeah, I, I haven't seen anything about that. I didn't even think the yeah, Russians had still- a vaccine. And we do have a lot of news about that. <laughs> huh. Well, that shows how out of touch so I am. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, like, what? What? Uh, so, they're getting a lot of the Russian vaccines in Belarus right now. Yeah, and uh, I guess um, a lot of uh, a lot of people from military. I mean, they're going to be the first one uh, vaccinated. So. Yeah. Mm. And it's like, as they said, it's like a, it's like a test, you know, it's not like the real, like normal vaccine, but it's like a test vaccine, I guess. A test vaccine? Yeah. So what, they're going to test it on millions of people. And if it, what happens? They're going to test it on military guys. Oh, right, right, right. You did say. Wait, yeah. wait, that's, that's great. Why were they tested on the country's defense force? What? <laughs> that... Well, you know what? I wouldn't mind, actually. Wow. Because, well, of course, uh, maybe I'm like, you know, I sound pretty wrong and like, uh, you know, crazy. But after what happened in Belarus, I wouldn't mind them to be vaccinated first do you want to do you want to talk a bit more about that because you know continue what you were saying sorry i didn't mean to interrupt yeah they've done a a lot of pretty like bad stuff um since last year so i guess this is uh this is what they deserve at least to be vaccinated like to get like this test vaccine from russia which is really suspicious so yeah i guess and regarding like what happened, uh, I think everyone knows what happened uh, after the election that we had on the 9th of August last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, with all those protests that we had, we still have them, but they're like super small. Um, and now it's kind of like quiet, I would say. They're not like, uh, any sounds like of the bombs or like you know grenades or um, I don't know like guns or anything not anymore which is good um, yeah I can't imagine what that must have been like for you because you know I remember when it first started happening I, I, the only reason I knew so much about it is because you kept posting about it and even you know doing live video of the bloody protests that were happening it's that was I was honestly a lot to take in, but yeah, I, I really want to know. And like, I want you to like tell people more about it, you know, for those who don't really know much about what's going, what's going on still, even though it's not as. Well, still, it's not, yeah. hap- not, nothing, nothing's happening. Mostly I would say. Yeah. Like people still fighting for, for like just justice for freedom. Uh, they're still fighting for, um, I would say for Tikhanovsk, oh, no, not for Tikhanovsk to be a president, but for the re- the re-election, I guess. So 
but Lukashenko, I guess he's uh, now he 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 he's not saying anything about that anymore. He, you know, he was trying to fight us. Uh, he was trying to fight people, and um, he there's a lot of blood on his hands. He killed a lot of people, and uh, a lot of people got hurt. A lot of people got detained um yeah and it was it was really crazy and uh my friend and i we were doing this report on that um we were interviewing a couple of people and we were trying to get to interview a girl that that's been raped and i mean she she's been beat up almost till death uh, she gosh. was in critical condition and um, I mean they literally like like they, they put the, the bait into her mouth so she oh ended up God. like with almost no teeth at all she raped her like everywhere with a bait so <clears throat> I guess she even like ended up losing her uterus or something i don't completely remember and don't know the situation but i guess i mean it was horrible and they raped also like men with baits they they did like horrible stuff and a lot of people got missing and they were found dead in the woods or like drowned in in the lakes i don't know what? so yeah or like they were like hung on on the trees you know like it was kind of like it looked like a suicide or something uh so yeah they've done a lot of things and um yeah i i i kept posting and i was posting like but not from the first days because the internet was off for i guess it was for three or four days the government decided to turn off the internet in the really? country yeah because you know like to make sure that people not posting anything like but anyway there is such thing as vpn right Which oh yeah of course i didn't think about <laughs> so but anyway um some people they they had internet they um they managed to post something but still um there was only like a few people you know and um, I do remember that after that, the government and Lukashenko blamed, uh, especially blamed uh, Czech Republic for turning off the internet. <laughs> he blamed other countries and blamed foreigners to, you know, like for, for the protest. He was saying that the foreigners, they just came into... Um, they just came to Belarus and they just started protesting and that's why our people started protesting too. So they started it. So other countries, they just, he just blamed them, you know, huh. and blaming, that's it. Blaming external forces and not the actual problems within the country. That's, that sounds a little too familiar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It was, um, yeah. I was running from the police. I was... <laughs> <laughs> it was actually, oh God, I do remember the day. It was it was in September. We were doing this report. We were we went to the protest with my friend, 
and um, there were a lot of journalists, uh, a lot of reporters, and uh, we basically got surrounded by the police. Mm -hmm. and um and we were trying to kind of you know to to push them and just to to run away which was really pretty hard because they were trying also to detain especially like firstly men they they detained men first and then they detained women and women basically they were trying to protect uh those men um which was also pretty hard because i do remember like other women and like girls were trying you know like we were kind of like chained up you know like together like with arms and and we were trying to save like two men behind us from -hmm. the police so yeah which was really hard and um and after that, I do remember when I was, because my friend and I, we just got lost. I lost her. Uh, she was uh, on the other side of the street. And, uh, and, and when I found her, <laughs> we, we actually we were running from the police. Because they were looking for some people uh, on the streets. And when they saw us, especially with camera, they were like, yeah, well, they were running after us. And. I don't remember when we were also like hiding in the buildings. So, yeah, it was crazy. And after that, I never actually, I never went to the protests. I don't know. I was, I was, um, just, just out of I concern so for your shocked. own safety. Yes. And I was, and not only because of this, because you, it's really bad idea to go protesting alone because you always have to have someone, at least like a couple of people with you. Mm-hmm. And I also stopped um, going to protest because all of my friends stopped doing that. Okay. And I had no one to go with, you know, to the protest. So that's why also I stopped going protest so yeah then it just sort of naturally died down after that didn't it yeah kind of i mean there were like thousands of hundreds of thousands of people protesting um in the end of summer but now i guess there are only like hundred of people protesting sometimes i see and that's it yeah, I guess even though it is sad, I mean, if nothing really changes and like, yeah, it's naturally going to die down, isn't it? Which is sad to me. But mm. Yeah, but Tikhanovska, uh, well, if someone doesn't know, she was running for, um, she was uh, she was one of the candidates. <laughs> um, so, yeah, she's, uh, <clears throat> she's, uh, I'm, I'm not sure where she is exactly, but she's abroad somewhere hiding. And um, and she's like still kind of like trying to uh, talk to people and say that you should fight, you should do this and that. Well, in the beginning, she was like a hero to us, mm-hmm. you know, but now I realize that 
well, she's not bad, but she hasn't done anything. She was only talking and talking and, and that's it. Yeah, she just she just gave a lot of like really good speeches to people, but and that's it. But she's wow. done she's done nothing. She was hiding and she was yeah, she was uh she was communicating with a lot of uh uh, politicians with a lot of even like with some presidents from other countries you know to um kind of like to make sure that they support us and they supported a lot of countries supported us and that's and and yeah and she was and, and she just talked to to our people and that's it but it's not that that she she has done something right really kind of useful i would say because it didn't her talking didn't lead to something like. Well, yeah, I guess good. I I guess it's it's difficult, if not near impossible, to lead any form of rebellion when you're not physically in the country you're fighting for. <laughs> yeah, well, because she knows exactly if she's gonna come to Belarus, she will be detained. Or and worse. God knows what's gonna happen to her. Exactly. I don't know. Like yeah. literally, it's. Because everyone, every candidate, um, a lot of people got detained. So, yeah. Wow. wow. Now you just don't know what to expect. Yeah, it's, it's a lot to take in. It's yeah, for those who, you know, are not in Belarus right now, it's, it's kind of hard to picture something like that happening if it's not happened in your own country before. Exactly, yeah. and thousands of thousands of people actually left Belarus for good. Honestly, it wouldn't shock me based on what I've seen from what you've posted and what I've read on the news. It doesn't surprise me. Yeah, exactly. Because also because of this, uh, a lot of people lost their jobs. A lot of cafes and restaurants and bars got closed for good by the government because they they supported our people. They were against Lukashenko. So they got closed. Well, for no reason, but they kind of like find, found some excuse and found some reason to close the to close them. Right. And yes, and a lot of people like they they lost their jobs. And a lot of I think journalists um, also like left the country. Even a lot of um, IT people also left country because it's not also safe for them. Right, I see. So yeah. Hey, hey. That's it. <laughs> oh, it's that's it basically. And uh well, just living our lives. Nothing oh. is happening. And actually I kind of you know, kind of, it's it's quiet here, and I think it's better like well, this. The main thing is you're safe, and that's all that matters, especially to me. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. And you're still a little crazy human being, so, you know. <laughs> Not little. <laughs> yeah. I'm too much crazy. <laughs> that, that is very true. That is very true. Uh, well... Yeah, we we we've been talking for so long. This is this is great. But I, 
you know, I think it would be good to end on a high note here. So I want you to tell me, like, what is the funniest memory you have of me? <laughs> or just something that we both did in general. Oh, my God. I want to hear this. I want to hear this. Because I don't think you told me before. Memory, I think the funniest memory, it just, um, it, it didn't happen only once. It was all the time when you were drunk. <laughs> you could lay on the ground or you could sleep like standing you know um next uh, to the next to the wall um, oh, oh i remember that oh that's actually so i yeah you know you have a lot of photos uh, of that and actually it's really funny all those funny memories that i have that i do remember I mean, when you were drunk and you've done a lot of stupid things. I've just been stuff. absolutely shit faced every time I've done something funny. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, exactly. There are like too many memories. I can't even remember. I mean, even like one that's going to be the funniest because they're all so funny. Oh God. I mean, when you get drunk, it's something, something just. Something's happening. <laughs> Something is happening. I mean, oh god. Uh, you are not definitely yourself. Oh no. You I'm, are a different yeah. kind of Ray. Yep. Yep. That, that's yeah. I could definitely. Well, for that. all of us, all of us are different when we're drunk, right? I guess so. I just get a little more. Well, I guess you've mad. never. No, you've seen me drunk, are you? Yeah, because I, I definitely have. Yeah, I definitely have, but I think it's a lot more subtle compared to me. <laughs> yeah, but I do also remember when we first, uh, when we had this, uh, or when I went to the first party at your house after actually the ball, and I do remember how you showed me this game with cards. You oh. know, how, how, Ray's we just famous so red drunk. or black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Ray. red or black. Yeah, that one. <laughs> you know how many friends I've got drunk that. here because of that. Yeah. <laughs> it was the first time when you got me drunk, and I will never forget that. I will never forget that. Because uh, it was something. It was, oh, Jesus. You yeah. know what, guys? I'm just telling you, just never get drunk with Ray. Oh, Otherwise, you'll be dead. Uh, <laughs> that's so funny oh well hey thank you very much for joining the podcast today this has been fantastic <laughs> thank you for having me as the first guest it's such yes. an honor thanks thank you for this and i look forward to being on yours very soon yes sure amazing all right then i'll catch up with you again very soon take care Yes, bye. Bye-bye. And thank you all to everybody else tuning into the podcast. Uh, next episode will be released uh, on Sunday next week, I believe, at 5 p.m. So stay tuned for that. And thanks again for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs>